0: So what's up, big dog? What's
1: going on, man? Good to be on, man. I'm glad you had me on here, man.
0: Appreciate you. So welcome, everybody, to another episode of Finally Financial, where we teach as well as learn. My next guest is a friend of mine. Uh, He is uh, a great guy, and I'll let him introduce himself. Can you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, brother?
1: Yeah, man, Eddie uh, uh founder of 81 Capital, uh, got going into this, man. Uh, this is actually started January 25th is when I first got going, got approved from the state of Texas. Uh, prior, you know, the Texas high school football coach for the last 16 years. I mean, we coached together, we coached together at Sterling, man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it dates back to, I mean, man, we're talking about nine years now, give or take, oh, 10 years now. Yeah, already. 11, 11 years, yeah, something like that. So yep. yeah, man, been, you know, originally from South Florida, uh, okay. moved to Texas, man, love it out here you know,
0: excited to be here. Good, good. That's what we like, man. Uh, I knew you'd be a great one to be on here, man. Uh, finance guy. I didn't really know you were a, you know, a finance, uh, guy or, you know, until, uh, you started your company actually. So that's awesome, man. Uh, so let, let, let's start by, uh, going back a little bit. So, so you, uh, were I guess a former Texas high school football coach, a head coach at that? So, so, how was that experience?
1: Man, being a, I take nothing away from the last 16 years of being a Texas high school football coach, uh, just between the relationships, the people that you, you know, the meet that you get to coach with, the guys, the, you know, the camaraderie, uh, you know, the kids and the experience with that and molding kids' lives, man, while we'll never know it right away. You know, it's nice when, you know, four or five years come down the line, those kids come back, like, man, coach, I appreciate everything you did for me. And, you know, seeing them and celebrating their successes, you know, just finished up uh, my last year coaching. uh, And I stayed because, you know, I had a kid that was a freshman quarterback at Pearland uh, who's going to the University of Houston now. And I told him I would stay through his senior year. So I gave him one more year. And, yeah, man, decided it's time to jump ship. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. been great, but ready to be a dad and ready to be home and be a father and a fan of the game again.
0: so So you had thought about it. Previously, but you just wanted to give it time for him to graduate.
1: Yeah, I mean, so probably about it's, it's going prior two, three years now to make it, man. It, uh, I'll tell you what really got me back into investing was when the whole uh, GameStop craze happened. Yep. You know, I've already, I mean, I started investing at like 12. My dad put us into, you know, putting money away and investing in everything like that. And probably about two, three years ago, I man, when all that game stuff, you know, the craze went on and everything, you know, I jumped back in and started making a little money in the markets again and, you know, started yes. helping my dad with his portfolio. And it just, from there, just steamrolled. My dad was like, hey, you know, mom and I retiring soon. So yes. if we're going to pay anybody, we want to pay you. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's been great.
0: Yeah. Good, good. So your dad and mom, so they instilled in you good financial habits and, and, and things like that?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, like I said, my dad was one. He had a saying, man, you have to create your own lotto. You know, you hear people all the time like, oh, man, I just wish I would hit the lotto. And I, I, I'm a guilty of it. Guilty of it. You know, I said, you know, I wish I hit the lotto, but problem is I never play it. You know what I mean? So it's like you want to hit the lotto, but you never play the lotto. So, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, my, my dad got us going early. You know, I remember being about 12 and he had some mutual funds for myself, and my two brothers and he said, man, I'm paying more in fees at this point. He says, I'm just going to take it out of that. And so he got me into trading penny stocks, man. And from there, just, you know, doubled my money in like a month. I was like, man, this is, I like this. this so he's is always perfect. instilled that in us to put money away, man. It's been good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good deal, man. Love that. Okay. So now I guess at some point you decide you want to hang up your whistle. So, so what went into that decision?
1: Oh, man, a ton, you know, being, like I said, 16 years, all my kids know was dad is a coach, you know, son grew up in the field. you remember, yeah. we on the field out, watching film, we put film in for us. I mean, uh, you know, so it was tough on that aspect. I mean, I tell you, I, I felt almost guilty as to like, you know, I've been doing this this whole time and it was just almost an expectation that, you know, hey, my son's going get high school and I'm going to get to coach him and everything. And I just knew that I wasn't, I wasn't in love with what I was doing anymore. And I said, man, if I'm going to make the switch, I need to do it now. He's going to seventh grade, be able to watch him play and everything. So yeah. it wasn't easy, man. And, you know, without the support of, you know, my family, especially my wife, who's a huge, she's a coach's wife yeah. through and through. And, uh, you know, she supported me on the business, you know, venture. She said, if this is what you want to do, you know, you're good at it. You, you know, you enjoy to do it. It brings you pleasure. Yeah. So go for it.
0: Go for it. Hey, yeah. whenever a wife says go for it, I, I, I think of, uh, Rocky. I don't know it was Rocky three with he he was bullshitting and training and he couldn't do anything right because she didn't want him to fight anymore. And to fight anymore. Yep. He had the baby and, and she woke up out of the coma and, and she was like just win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just win. Like
1: words about Davis just win
0: baby. Just win. Absolutely. Just win. Yeah. So so then uh so I guess the other decision you have to make because I know do you still teach? Am, am I right about that?
1: I do. I, I am still teaching. I figured I'd give myself another at least a year of teaching just to continue to grow the business and, and to continue to learn the process also. Man, I'm not coming from a financial background. I don't have a Harvard degree i don't have a wall street pedigree really, i mean man. a lot of stuff has been self-taught and yeah you know so I give myself still a chance to learn you know what i mean the ins the outs yeah. especially talking about dealing with wealth management man so yeah you know i'm gonna give myself another year of teaching but uh you know i, I enjoy teaching i love right. educating and i love coaching right. yeah. and uh, like i was telling you yesterday when we spoke man my wife was one of the ones that said hey you know you're still coaching it's different yeah. but you're still coaching coach people on the finances now so you know exactly. you'll always be coach you know something they can't still take be from coach
0: to Neil, absolutely uh, that's it absolutely. So- <laughs> for sure so at this, at Pearland, do you, uh, do you teach a finance class or some aspects of finance in
1: your class? You know, so I've taught everything from uh, money matters, you know, personal financial literacy uh, awesome. at, at Pearland. I've yeah that I teach you know sports entertainment marketing entrepreneurship. Yep. Matter of fact, this year, as I was starting up my business, I took my entrepreneurship class and we went through that whole process and, you know, had them help me out and worked on website design, logo design, you know, starting an LLC, wow. everything that goes into it. Cause you figure hey, yeah, give them, you know, real world experiences. It's, it's real yeah. easy to just talk to them out of, out of a textbook, right. you know, at least right. now they're getting a living, getting to see, you know, yeah. that, you know, it is possible, you know, you just got to do
0: it. Way. Yeah. That's the best way most students learn is through uh, actually doing it
1: and, and real world experience. That's oh, yeah. You yeah. know, as well as I do as a coach. Wow. I can show you on film all day. I can show you drill tape. I can show you practice film and everything, but you, you the only way you're gonna get better is by being out there and doing it and the it's reps and the drills and doing field, it. Doing absolutely. it so. Yep.
0: So then I, I guess the decision is do I want to work for someone else or do I want to start my own company? So so what led to that decision?
1: So I had a uh, former coaching colleague, uh, Mike Farrell, who uh yep. who was with Edward Jones, well, is with Edward Jones. Okay, and uh, you know. I reached out to him and started talking and you know, there was a, an opportunity there to go and start with Edward Jones. And I said, well, if I'm going to go and work for somebody else and I'm going to work for another firm, now I have to you know, get clients and bring them over there. And I figured I'd do it, you know, a year or two so I can learn the business and then open right. up my own. Now I have to fight Edward Jones, you know, to bring all those customers with me to my own. I said, you know what, man, you learn by doing. So guess uh-huh. what? We're just going to open up our own and we're going to get after it. You know what I mean? And okay. we'll start small and, you know, and it's growing. So you jumped in feet first. I did, you know, just, like I said, man, throw people to the wolves, man, and yeah. you know, you want to learn a language, go submerge yourself, and you want to learn German, go live in Germany for six months and fully submerge yourself, right? Yep. So I mean, it's yep. going to be one of those that you know you got to do it, and it's going to be bumps in the road. It's not all you know sugar plums and rainbows and everything, but you know, again, you learn by doing.
0: Yeah. So, so you and you find out a lot about yourself by by doing yep. it that
1: way, you know. For
0: sure. Yep. So, uh, so I I guess I can see the logo, but. So tell everybody what's the name of your company and what you guys offer.
1: Yeah. So we're uh, 8-1 Capital. Uh, like I said, started a limited liability company and LLC, man. Uh, you know, do a lot of financial planning for folks that are, you know, either going into retirement, uh, people that are looking to build for retirement, uh, people that might be currently retired. So, you know, we do a lot of investment management, uh, comprehensive financial planning, ongoing financial planning. Uh, you know, we do debt analysis. We look at, you know, mortgages and net worth and we take snapshots and, you know, and, and make sure that people are on track with where they're trying to go and, you know, help people set up budgets that they need help setting up budget. I mean, everybody's different, you know, which is great about this, you know, everything that you read about in the books, when you study about, you know, putting together a plan and dealing with the client and step, you know, going through your, you know, your work processes, A to Z. Well, there's sometimes where you pick up a client and you're already at E and you haven't even been able to do A through D, you know, so, but anyway, being able to help people uh, and show people that there is a way, you know, there are far too many people out there doing it wrong. And uh, again, i go back to my parents who didn't come from anything you know, uh, no inheritance, you know what I mean? You know, rough upbringing, you know, didn't make a ton of money when we were growing up and watching them be able to do it. That proves to me that there is a way, the average American you just work, you invest, you put your money away, you know, there's a way to retire and live that ideal future state that everybody's looking for. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. Help people find that ideal future state.
0: Yeah, exactly. Good, man. Uh, if I would, was going to do it, you know, I would do it your way. Like, so I started this, uh, Channel the podcast for students, and, and so so I can educate students on the benefits of finance, basically stock market, you know, real estate, entrepreneurship, things that you know that that they probably see on on a everyday basis, as opposed to like financial planning and stuff, you know. So you know I I get where you're coming from, and uh, you know so you know you're going from from teaching one thing to teaching another, man. That,
1: that's Yeah, it's been good, man. And that's where my passion truly lies is the investment yep. management side, man. You know, reading charts and stock market, looking at financials and, and trying to find, you know, trying to find value stocks for people, looking at growth stocks and really yep. to manage people's portfolio because the end goal is to ultimately open up a hedge fund. And okay. that's where, you know, the fun starts. Yeah, so, you know, being able to teach kids, you know, I do the stock market game or how the stock market works with my students in class. And okay. uh, every year we have a, yeah, a competition where, I, you know, I tell them, anybody beats me, everybody starts off with a hundred grand. Make like money, paper <laughs> yeah. trade. Anybody beats me at the end of the semester, yeah. you know, I'll buy you lunch. So, you know, it keeps the kids engaged and they start seeing like, man, you really can't make money in the market. My am like, guys, it, yeah. it, I'm telling you, there's a way to do it. You want to retire, you're not going to retire by just putting your money into a savings account. That's, right. not
0: That's exactly what I tell them. And you're right, man. If, if you can make money with, uh, you know, the fake money and, 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 you know, doing it that way, you can make money with real money. You know, and That's it. That's builds it. their confidence. They they learn along the way, and you know, I, we had some students doing that as well, man. And, and you know, I, I really enjoyed that aspect. That some students would dive in, man. They they were very interested, and you know, other students would slow slow play it, you know. But you know,
1: you all, know, people fear the unknown. You know, yeah. they feel the unknown, yeah. and people when it comes down and talking about money, right? People work hard for the money. Yeah, you know, man. I like, man, there's a risk. It's like, yeah, I can make a lot of money, but man, that there's risk. Well, what if I lose it all? And you know, it's our job as financial professionals to, to to show them, like, look, this is you know, there's a way to do it, and there's a way to go out, you know, mitigating some of your risk. You know, because right. ultimately, we want to get to a point where we don't ever have to work again. Yeah, well, If I just want to kick my feet up every day and sit on my couch and never have to go to work. I want to be able to do that. Want to be able to do what I, I, I want to do. Wanna do, do. Right, exactly. And if you don't know, you know, that's where we come in as financial professionals. People are like, well, why am I paying somebody money and they're going to help me make money? You know, it seems counterintuitive, uh, but I look at it like this. If you were sick, you would go and pay a doctor, right? Why? Because they're a professional at what they do. Yeah. You want to sell your house, you're going to get a real estate agent. If you're not a mechanic and you don't know, then go on now. You can learn all the stuff you need to and become right. a mechanic and become a doctor and do it yourself. But, right. you know, there's there's a reason why, you know, I don't go to my plumber to get a haircut or I go, I go to a barber. Absolutely. You know, so that's what we're here. You know, you seek out the professional help, uh, and I tell clients all the time that I may not be the right fit for you, and I want you. You know, after our first meeting, please meet with other uh, financial advisors and financial planners to see that you know, make sure that you're finding the right fit for you, the right fit for, you know, for them. So it's good. But I tell people, if you don't know, go and find out. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find out for you, man. But knowledge is power. I mean, it, everybody knows knowledge yeah. is power.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you guys. Uh, uh, help people with uh, the stock market?
1: We do. So we do more, you know, the investment management. So people that, you know, I have some people that want me, you know, have given up what we call a discretionary yep. access, which means I can trade their account okay. without getting, you know, an approval from them all the time. Uh, and you also have non-discretionary. So yeah, there are times where we can go through and, and people are like, hey, yeah, I have a brokerage account where I just want to be able to buy individual securities. Uh, I'll be honest. It is tough to beat the market doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the if I ask anybody right now, unless you had money where you can just say, hey, you know what, I got hundred grand set aside and I just want to go and buy you know hundred grand worth of whatever you know individual securities, yep. that's great. But you know ETFs, right? Low cost things mm-hmm. that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. So we help people with that. And anybody that's you know looking to roll over you know 401k from a previous job and roll it into an individual retirement account, uh, 403bs with a lot of teachers, 457s with you know government employees. Helping people set up college plans, you know, for their kids so they can, you know, college savings plans. I'm um, really, you know, just find a way to not find a way, we go through and we sit down, we do, you know, a risk assessment and we look at their objectives. And and based on how all that stuff comes back, you know, we talk it through and you know, determine where they want to be really aggressive, where they want to have a lot of their money in equity and very little in fixed income, you know, and depending on, you know, that as opposed to somebody's more conservative that says, hey. I only want about 20% in equity or 50% in fixed income, like your bonds and stuff. And I want to hold on to 30% in cash, which is what I advise right now, man, until this thing settles down. Like if anybody's doing this, man. Okay. So, so, so repeat positions. that, repeat that. What do you advise? So what I what I mean, and this is just, again, me. I, well, let me let me just leave this uh, disclaimer. This is not financial advice. You know what I mean? But what I mean, but with my clients, what I'm you know trying to explain to them now is that yep. there's a lot of volatility in the market. You know, yep. we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, today, there's, you know, it could be a rally tomorrow. Yep. It could dump another 800 points, you know. So if yep. you're trying to preserve some capital right now until this thing settles down and, it, you know, and, and it bottoms out that, you know, yes, still, you know, stay with your investing style, but understand, you know, to rebalance your portfolio and try to keep, you know, a certain amount in cash so that when it does bottom out, now nah, that presents buying opportunities. That's right. True. So, you know, like Warren Buffett, that says when people are greedy, that's when they need to be, you know, leery. And mm-hmm. when people are being like, oh, the leery. That's, we need to be greedy, right? Mm -hmm. So now people are going to get leery when it bottoms out. Now you have cash at the side and you go in and you buy, you buy everything cheap and you wait for the next run up. Mm -hmm.
0: So this is a question then, uh, because yeah, you're right. Right now, we don't know when the, where the bottom is or when there the bottom will hit. So, so, so that's a question to, to, to ask you as a professional,
1: uh, when will you know uh, it's hit bottom? Man, if I could predict when the bottom is going to hit, man, you know, I wouldn't look, we wouldn't be on this meeting right now, man. I'd be on a private jet somewhere, you know, but you'll you'll start knowing, man. I mean, realistically, you think about it right now, man, with inflation being high and, you know, Fed talking about raising the rates and which means, you know, they're going to raise a rate, charge banks more, interest rates go up. So the housing market falls down. You know, it's cyclical, right? So, I mean, it's going to go up and it's going to go down. And realistically, you need times like this for, you know, uh to create buy opportunities for people that can be able to afford to, you know, invest in a Tesla or in a Amazon, Uh which actually just 24-1, that's long ago.
0: Because I'm going to just be honest. The way way my account looks, looks like it's the bottom. (laughs) Looks like it's past the bottom.
1: (laughs) I can't see anymore, Rad, man. I'm with you.
0: I don't know if it could go any lower.
1: You know, I'm with you. Yeah, no, no, no I, I get it. You know, uh, and there's things where it's finding, you know, levels of support and stuff like that. You know, right. when will you know, like I said, GDP, the dollar getting stronger and when the dollar's getting stronger, you know, the, the economy is going to do a little weaker. And, you know, it just it, it, we need stuff like this, man. Unfortunately, as bad as it is and people are losing net worth, you know, constantly on a daily basis. But yeah. we need it. So when will it happen? I don't know. This thing goes up, down, sideways. Right. You know, it's a woozy, it's a wazzy. You know, we don't know. You know, So it's just a matter of studying charts and staying on top of some of the economic indicators that a lot of people don't know to follow Right. You know, and why those things have, a, have, a, have an effect on the market.
0: Absolutely. Man, you definitely uh, spending some good knowledge, man. Let me get this break in there. Uh, if you found value in this podcast, please subscribe or download so that you can get more videos, more podcasts just like this one. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and share with friends and family so they can enjoy what Finally Financial is bringing to the table. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Now let's talk about a few things you offer, man. Uh, Retirement planning. Um, So if if I'm five years, three years from retirement, and I say, okay, I've been doing such and such for so long, like, what can you help me with? So, talking
1: about, yeah, trying to get somebody that's, you know, three, five years, you know, out from retirement, uh, really starting to look at, you know, what your portfolio looks like, right? What do we sit on net worth? How much in cash? You know, what is it going to cost? The biggest deal is to find out how much you're going to need every month when you retire and then plan that out over however many years, you know, you continue to plan on living, right? Okay. So yep. if you just went with a rule of 90, you know, being able to say, all right, well, I'm, you know, 65, we'll just say now and I'm retired Or, you know, I'm 62. I want to retire at 65. You know, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. And making sure that, you know, unfortunately, one of the grim areas you have to talk about, making sure you have a will in place. Is your estate plan in place? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, do we need to, you know, if you've been aggressive, aggressive, aggressive investing style, do we need to scale back now and become more capital preservation to make sure that you have always have that cash on hand? You know, when it's time to take those withdrawals, that you can start taking those and you have enough, you know, measured out over, you know, however many years that you're going to need it before you start touching other accounts. So, you know, you probably want to have a, you know, uh, a surplus in your savings account. You might have taxable accounts, you might have, you know, non-taxable accounts, qualified accounts, non-qualified to be in, which ones do you pull from first, right? Do I pull from here? Do I need to do any conversions, you know, from my traditional IRA over to a Roth? This way you can, yeah. you know, kind of limit some of your taxes. And again, so that's with the estate planning, which uh, just went to the library today, man, took my nephew and I bought a book that was, a uh, I, I Check out a book called "The Estate Planning one on so people can start mm-hmm. one that I can, and just so you know, I can be able to pass on to my clients and educate people. You know, probate, death taxes, you know, avoiding probate, you know, setting up a trust, you know, things like that, so that people know, hey, I need to, yes, my money, I want my money to outlive me, but where's that money going to go once I'm no longer here? Right, All right. And making sure that I, you know I either have something in my will, my estate plan, a trust set up for kids, grandkids, whoever you plan on mm-hmm. the money to. Yep. So things like that and getting a full snapshot, you know, how much debt do you owe, you know, going into this? Is your house paid off? Do we need to pay it off? Do you have any vacation homes, right? We could, that you're looking to get rid of and sell it. And then, so, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but realistically, mm-hmm. it's looking at how much do you need yep. to bring home monthly the day you retire to live the life that you want to live at retirement, right? I don't want to retire and be having to live off beanie weenies and eating ramen. You know, I want to be able to pick up and say, hey, we're going to steakhouse or, hey, you know, we're we're flying to New York for the weekend watch a show and go eat somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, what does your ideal future state look like? And it's different for everybody. Right. You know, one of the biggest things we start with is making sure that we understand what it is that our clients are trying to accomplish. Right. As your goal is going to be different for somebody else's where there be some similarities for sure. But what somebody else, you know, like, you know, somebody like my father, whose his dream has always been to purchase an RV and travel the country and see all the sites and everything and be able to do that now right yeah retirement that's the things that they want to do so you know our our cash phrase our flow whatever it is is discover your journey and that's what we're here to help people do we're trying to you know help people discover their journey and whatever your journey is specific to you and you know let's keep that in mind as we go through the planning you know phase and and see where that leads us
0: and i take it uh for someone that's maybe 55, 58 and nearing retirement, those conversations are different than someone that's maybe 40 and 45 and still has, you know, 20, 15 years.
1: For sure. For sure. You know, they talk about the rule of hundred and they say, you know, if you take 100 and subtract your age from it, Mm -hmm. that's how much you should be invested in. And again, it's a general rule. That's how much you should be invested in equity and the rest of it should be, you know, fixed income, right. And having some in cash. So somebody, yeah, that that's, you know, that's, 40 years old, that's preparing, you know, within the next, you know, 15, 20 years to retire mm-hmm. is going to be very different investing style compared to somebody that is retiring in the next three to five years. Right. You know, so okay. Somebody that still has time can take a little more risk. If you're right. 22 just out of college, got a good job, well you can afford a little more risk now, right. You can take a little more risk now to mm-hmm. be a little more aggressive in your investing style. And then as you get older, right. You become a little bit less aggressive yeah. and hopefully built that nest egg and that fortune up. Right. We're trying to build generational wealth. Absolutely. I want my money to last. I want my great, great, great grandkids' college to be paid for, and yes. they
0: have nothing to worry about. Yeah, you know. So, yes. so uh, speaking of estate planning and maybe, uh, you know, planning for death. So, as 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 middle class people, you know, it's 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 sad to say, but a lot of us sort of, you know, live check to check or not much past that. So if you're in that situation, uh, how can you think about a wheel or how can you, you know, is a wheel still necessary, you know, and you maybe don't have, you know, all the assets that the next, you know, somebody else may have?
1: So here's what I'll say. And again, I'm buying by no means, no lawyer, but to me, if you own anything and you have any possessions, let's just say that, yeah, you're, you know, we're in mid 40s and we own a house. Yeah, we live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. But we also, you know, we, we own a house, right? Mm-hmm. We still own our mortgage and everything. But we want to make sure that that mortgage or excuse me, that home mm-hmm. gets passed on to whoever we want to pass on. So you can you know try to avoid it having to go to court and the court's dealing with it. So having that simple documents so you know that whoever your beneficiaries are, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, with your paycheck to paycheck, if you own anything, you have any assets, my, my advice is to, I mean, you know, at least have a will in place, more especially if you have children. Yeah. If you've got kids, I mean, yeah, you want to make sure that your kids are taken care of. So, because yes, a I lot doubt, of, I mean,
0: A lot agree. of people think that they don't need a will. They think that their stuff, their assets, their possessions can automatically go to their children. So what do you say about that?
1: You know, it's going to go down to errors, yes. But here's the problem is that now you get caught up in a probate, right? So now it's having to go through the court system. And there are ways to mitigate that stuff. So would they end up getting it? Yes. But now if you're having to go to court, there's going to be court costs. Mm -hmm. And you've got to get a probate lawyer and hire them so that they can make sure that everything is done the right way and get things pushed through. Again, added costs. Whereas if it's already kind of done and it's set out, you know, it's done ahead of time.
0: So you're saving them a lot of time, a lot of hassle and a lot of money in in certain instances.
1: Trying to trying to, you know, uh, we we had our will. My wife and I done. She had a uh, and a lot of people don't know this also. Uh, if, if you're, you know, company you work for, or, you know, the school that you work for, if they offer prepaid legal, it's usually like three, four, five bucks, seven bucks a month or comes out of your paycheck. Mm-hmm. But my wife had prepaid legal and we ended up getting our will for free. Wow. So I had a law firm that did it all for us. They just said, Hey, fill out all the paperwork. They gave it to us. So there's ways you can save that way. I mean, if you did, you know, $7 at, you know, yeah. 24, 26 paychecks, I'm already paying one hundred you fifty dollars $160, yeah. $180. So, you know, $100 for a will, where if you call an attorney, yeah, it might be four or five hundred bucks, you know. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, so just a little tip there, man. If anybody has prepaid legal offer to their job, I mean, Mm -hmm. sign up for it and let them, yeah, let them. I mean, for the seven bucks you're paying a month, you got to think about how many times you'd never use it. Yeah. One time you do need to use it. There it is. It's there. And, you know, you go ahead and you can get your will done.
0: Absolutely. So uh, investing in the uh, stock market right now, uh, ETFs probably be the way to go. Uh, for you. What what about gold and silver? What, what's your, uh, you know, any, any uh, opinion on that?
1: You know, uh, looking at gold now, it's been, I mean, since year in, I mean, it, it hasn't appreciated much. Uh, I don't deal with a lot of commodities, okay. uh, but if you have a, you know, it might be a fun out to that invest in gold
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: or you can go out and you can, you know, and you can invest in that also. It's never bad as a, you know, again, what you're looking for is diversification. Yep. You need to be able to diversify your portfolio. So yeah. having a little bit of real estate, whether it's owned real estate or you're investing in some kind of real estate fund, you know, putting it there, having some stuff yeah. that's in commodities, right? It's a little bit of crypto if you're into it. Well, it's funny that you
0: mentioned uh, real estate because that was my next question. Uh, I was gonna ask you, so I mean, do you do you recommend investing in REITs, real estate investment trusts or actual properties? and And which one would be, uh, the benefit, you know what I'm saying? Is, is that something that you can talk about?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, here's the deal about investing in real estate on your own, and actually trying to own the real estate that, yeah, you're use it. And there's ways to go about using, you know, how everybody says, Oh, we can use other people's money to do this. Right. Um, what you worry about is, you know, are you going to fix it up, flip it and turn around and sell it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to fix it up or buy it and rent it out? So then you got to think of all of the I don't want to say headaches, but everything that comes with that, right? So now you're a landlord, right? If something breaks down, you got to be the one that's in charge of that. Now there are other uh, REITs that you can, you know, invest and be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind, you know, telling people that hey, yeah, get a little bit of your money into real estate, and there are funds out there. You can there are ETF, the real estate ETFs that you can invest in. Yeah, right, and let them deal with all the buying and selling and all the research of all the properties. Yeah, you just sit back and you know, and as it appreciates, yours appreciates.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Uh so. So uh, hold on, real quick, so you already mentioned your ultimate goal for uh, 81 Capital, but uh, could you uh, just uh, talk about that again? What's your ultimate goal, man, for your company?
1: Yeah, the uh, ultimately want to be able to start a hedge fund. You know, and there's rules and stipulations that go with that, you know, as far as registering with the SEC, how many investors you're allowed to have, uh, how to set it up. Right. So you need a general partnership. You need to set up a limited partnership. So the ultimate goal is, yes, to be able to do that and, you know, and and start the hedge fund. And again, you got to start somewhere. So it might be a $10,000 minimum investment to, to get in. I mean, there are some funds out there, like you look at a Ray Dalio fund a uh, hedge fund and you if you don't have 250 million plus he's not even gonna look at you. Nice. You know what I mean? Yep. So and you know a lot of times 250 million dollars plus yeah, a lot of times you're probably dealing more institutional. Yeah. But I mean there's yeah. some funds out there that are, you know, hey, it's a minimum of 10 million to get in. And if you're not right. hundred investors, yeah. you know you're dealing with a billion dollar you're dealing with a billion dollar fund. All right. So with that billion dollar fund, you know, whether depending on how you do your uh you know your fees and everything, you know, yep. to show you how that money's going and and just understand that there's usually a, you know, one to 3% management fee for the firm that is going to uh, be managing the account. Okay. All right. And then off of that, then, you know, based on how much is made, you know, we'll just say that it's a 22% that, you know, the fund made this year, Mm -hmm. you know, you might have a pref or preferential rate of, you know, the first 8% goes back to the limited partners. Right. I don't make anything if I don't make at least, you know, more than 8%. Yeah. All right. So the next 2% of that would come to, the general partnership. yeah. And after that, you know, you go like an 80-20 split and then you can go a 50-50 split. Uh, But just knowing that, you know, where your money is going, how it's going to be invested, uh, understanding your fees. That's something else I tell everybody, man, make sure that, you know, one thing that people get uncomfortable talking about is the fees. And whether it's a hedge fund or if it's, you know, just dealing with, you know, financial planner, you know, investment management, just understanding what those fees are.
0: Okay. So, I mean, what you just meant, one to 3% seems like really low fees. Is it other fees or uh, is that the fee?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, no, the, the, that fee goes to, so here, I'll give you an example. I start my hedge fund and we'll just say, you know, ABC hedge fund. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is the general partnership. Then you have, you open up what's called a limited partnership, and then you have what's called limited partners that invest the in money, right? Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just say it's a million dollars a piece, right? I'm in, And I have 10 investors, so I've got a $10 million fund right now. Mm-hmm. So... With from that $10 million, 2% would go to 8-1 Capital because they'd be the ones managing the fund, right? Doing the trading and things of that sort, yep. right? So they get 2% of that $10 million. Uh-huh. Yep. And then, again, based on what everybody put in, depends on how the split works and how the fees work. Okay. They get it based on the amount of, they get pro rata. So based on however much they put in. So okay. if everybody put in a million dollars and we made back, you know, 22%, we'll just say that, you know, they get 17% of their money and then we get 5%. Oh, okay. five percent for the hedge fund that five percent for the hedge fund is five percent on the total value of the fund i see people are like oh you're going five percent on a million dollars that's nothing No, so no i'm going five percent on 10 million plus the other two percent you with me and everybody else is getting 17 but it's 17 percent on the money that they put in yeah now while it sounds like oh man well you're making over on people well there's also a lot of added expense that goes with that man just and yeah. legal fees and making sure you know your audits and your compliance people so there's a lot of fees that go with it uh but ultimately, to be able to help people manage that wealth and, and be able to, you know, help. I want, I want people to make money. If I, want, if I want to be a millionaire, I want to help other people and show people. There's a way to do it, man. Way to why don't everybody man. live good, you know? Yeah. Everybody yeah. live good.
0: And, and and I always say, like, like I always pay people for, you know, what they went to school for, what they do do for a living, rather than do it myself. Just because I just feel like, You know, I'm getting this person's best and I got to figure it out, but this person has been doing that. So why not just pay them and it'll take a lot of the hassle away, a lot of the time away, and generally it'll come out better. So absolutely. Absolutely. As long as, again... Did it freeze up on you, brother? Oh, We're back on? Yep, back on. Okay. I, I
1: can hear you. Go ahead. There we go. Yeah. Oh, there okay. you got me. Okay. Good. So again, like I said before, I don't go to my plumber to get a haircut, right? But I don't just go to any barber. Right? Exactly. There's places I can go off a hard one. I can go get me a, a $2.99 haircut, 5 dollars haircut. Right. So I'm right. going, right? So you, I'm firmly that you get what you pay for, but you also do diligence and understanding that, you know, make sure that you've gone through and you've done your homework to make sure that mm-hmm. what you're paying somebody to do, that they're actually doing, yeah. and that you're getting your money's worth.
0: Okay. Hey, man. It's, it's great, brother. You've given a lot of knowledge, man. Uh, looks like your company is, 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 definitely a company that, that I would want to, you know, have uh run in my portfolio and, and you know, I, but I trust you as an individual, because I've known you for a long time and you one solid brother. Hey, uh, give, uh, the audience, uh, your final thought, man, uh, you know, uh, on, uh, financial planning and, 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 you know, just in general, you know, uh, the benefits of it and and that type of thing. Well,
1: I'll tell you this, you know, the biggest deal you can do, the biggest benefit you can do for yourself is to make sure that you're at least putting money away. And for those that you say, man, you know, I don't have anything to put away. I live paycheck to paycheck. Well, there's ways to go through and, 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 and again, find a professional that can help you find some of those expenses that you have that you can cut back on. Yep. Right. And start looking forward to paying your future self. Uh, there, there's a lot of ways you can do it, man. And if it's $5 a paycheck, you know, $10 a paycheck, put it away. It's a start, right? And with the power of compound interest, you know, that stuff grows over time.
0: Uh, Obviously the more you
1: can put away, the better, but you know, pay your future self, you know, and if you make money, you know, and you make decent money, you know, make sure you pay yourself first. Yeah. You know, if there's a pair of shoes that you want to buy that pair of shoes, but make sure that you're always putting stuff away, you get a raise, make sure you increase how much you're saving, how much you're investing Mm -hmm. things of that sort, you know? So, you know, we, we try to do that stuff for everybody, man, try to get them to understand that. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, man, uh, you can see it on the logo, right? It's Eight One Capital, all spelled out: E I G H T O N E together, capital. Uh, we're on Facebook, Eight One Capital LLC. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing on Twitter, 81 One Capital. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter also at Coaching. I had not changed it; still a coach at heart, right? So I'm, you know, still at Coaching now on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm on LinkedIn also, man. But it's it's been a blast, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. I mean, I couldn't be happy to be participating in this, man, and trying to go in and again educate people, right? Show people that there is a way, man. the fact that you're doing this, man, and, and this is good information, man, the stuff that you're putting out and, and it's free of charge. Nobody's being charged anything. Absolutely, so listen to man. it, follow it, man. Take notes. Anybody has any questions that watches this guys, feel free to email me. All right? Info yeah. at 81capital.com. Uh, hit me on any of the social media. Uh, I'd be glad to answer questions, man. I'd be glad to talk with you guys.
0: Absolutely, man. And I want to say it's been a pleasure, brother. I knew once I, I, I saw you, you know, that you had your company up and running. I said, I want to get him on, you know, because I want to talk to him because I know he knows what he's talking about. Appreciate you, brother.
1: All right, man. I appreciate you having me on, brother. It's been good, man. It's been good to see you. Like I said, go say Go
0: Go Town, baby.
1: Town, Apollos, man, that green and yellow. Yeah. Hey, go Pearland Oilers, baby. (laughs) Hey, look, man, let them, look, I pray for their success, man. I hope that they continue to, you know, go on and be, you know, be the perennial pirates that they are. Absolutely. I'll be pulling for him. I'll be pulling for him from the stands now. From the
0: stands. Absolutely, yeah. brother. Hey, so, thank you, man. And uh, I'll, I'll hit you up later. We'll chop it up some more.
1: That'll work. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, there.
0: Thank you, brother. Bye, right, guys. Bye.